Welcome, everybody, to the cyber world of Eurofolk Radio. Today is December 17th, the day after Beethoven's birthday, and this is Genesis to Revelation, and uh, we're going to be starting on the Book of Chronicles. We finished the Book of Kings, or the two Books of Kings, last week, and now we're going to go delve into the two Books of Chronicles. First, a couple of announcements. Number one, uh, as I announced yesterday, uh, Paul English has taken ill. He he had a serious gallbladder problem. His gallbladder even burst. And so he was lucky enough to survive that. And now he's in the hospital with surgery scheduled for today. So we ask all of you to pray for Paul English that he gets through this surgery and can come back to run things here at Eurofolk Radio and also Speak Free Radio. And uh, we, we need a voice of white people, white Christians. on the net. I don't know if there's any other uh, websites, Dan, that are actually white and Christian. Besides, you don't see very many of them. I haven't come across any. No, certainly not with audio. I mean, there's white Christian websites that are, you know, like WordPress with articles and videos, but not not shows like we do. So I think we're the only ones. So we need to keep these things going, folks. <laughs> you know, until the second coming, at the very least, right? The bride of Christ, which can only be, of course the white Caucasian uh, people in the world today. So, uh, and also very interesting because I was in Kentucky the, most of the week. I visited Pastor Steve, and Pastor Steve is fine. So all those rumors that have been spreading around that uh, that Pastor Steve renounced Christian identity <laughs> and, and passed away and or committed suicide, those were just evil rumors spread by a, uh, what would we call him, infiltrator. There we go. Spread by an infiltrator. So I I saw Steve. I talked to him uh, for about half an hour, and he's in good spirits. Uh, And then uh, he's, his lameness on his left side has not improved. If it did, it's only a little bit. So he's, fortunately, he's got the use of his right hand and his right leg so he can feed himself and things like that. But unless the the lameness on his left side goes away, he's going to be confined to a nursing home for the rest of his life. So your prayers for Pastor Steve as well. His situation will improve. So, so, uh, and then, uh, and uh, of course, uh, everybody knows about my trials and tribulations uh, with uh, leaky gut and radiation sickness. I'm pretty much over the radiation aspect of it. no more headaches and eye pain. Haven't had that in months, but I'm, I'm working on the leaky gut syndrome. Got advice from an herbalist while I was in Kentucky, so I'm going to go on her product protocol uh, starting Monday. Can't do it this weekend because I've got to feed my face with junk food. <laughs> oh, the junk food that's left in my fridge. No, there's no junk food, but uh, I, I really have to avoid carbohydrates. And that's what I'm going to do, uh, If even if I have to go a carnivore. Like, I don't know, uh, uh, Dan, are you familiar with Jordan, uh, Jordan Peterson at all? Yes, I have heard that name, and I'm very familiar with the um, the low-carb diet. I've been on that for oh, okay. quite a few years, yeah. um, although I don't I, 
I had my weaknesses and I strayed. I think over, overall for anyone to follow a low carb diet is good. You get remove sugar yeah. out of your diet. You're, you're right. going to be better off. <clears throat> right. Plus uh, the fruits and vegetables, uh, the glyphosate that's sprayed on them in the fields uh, and et cetera, just the chemicals and then the chemicals they process uh, our food with. And that, of course, can apply to meat as well. But, yeah, that's uh, if you're carbohydrate sensitive, it's better to go to a keto diet, as they call it, a ketogenic diet. Yeah, yes. but, but Jordan Peter's daughter, uh, she has made several videos about her trials and tribulations with the conventional, what I like to call the industrial diet. <laughs> you know, it has, to, it has to go into a factory, get, add, have things added and subtracted, and it spits out some glop at the other end. They, they put it in a, a sealed container, and they sell it, right? <laughs> they denature it. They, they de-vitaminize it. They take all the nutrients out of it. And by the time it, it's in the package, uh, how, how, how about this? A donut. Right, <laughs> a, a, a factory manufactured donut or macaroni and cheese. Right, it's GMO wheat to make the macaroni, and then uh, the, the, do you think the cheese is real? That powdered cheese, probably not. Yeah, probably <laughs> not. Right, it's, it's probably also some version of GMO, but there's no nutrition whatsoever in that food. Okay, zilch. And I don't mm-hmm. care how they say enriched, right? Enriched with what? <laughs> right? A synthetic vitamin, right? Now, we're supposed to get our nutrition from nature, right? Anyway, I forget her name, Jordan Peterson's daughter. She documented that from practically from birth until she was about 18 years old, she was constantly seeing doctors about skin rashes, uh, weak, weak limbs, uh, you name it. She had every problem under the sun, and she tried to change her diet. She, she tried keto. She tried everything. Nothing worked until she, she finally had to settle on beef and beef only. That's all mm-hmm. she can eat. So once she settled on the beef only diet, she started to get well. And she looks fantastic. I don't know how she survived all that, right? So you can look her videos up. Just type in Jordan Peterson's daughter, beef-only diet, and you'll get her story, okay? So, But that's the kind of world we're living in. We're living in so much poison and toxicity that who knows what makes you sick, you know? So you've got to uh, go ahead. If, yeah. if, Bill Gates, if Bill Gates has his way, then oh, yeah. his beef. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we've got a beef with Bill Gates. There you go. All <laughs> right. To, a total beef with Bill Gates. So I think that covers all the announcements that we had planned for this morning. So folks, uh, they're trying to poison us. Yeah. And of course, we all know here at Eurofolk Radio that the Gates jab is the number one poison in the world today, and it's it's only being administered to white people. Okay, they were they were testing it on Indians and Africans for the longest time to make sure it works really well, right? And that's when Bill Gates poisoned all those Indian girls and all those African girls with uh, supposedly in the name of birth control, uh, you know, 
chemicals, right? No, they were practicing on them to make sure it works really well so that white women will become infertile too, (laughs) right? Okay. That's what this is all about. Uh, Anybody who thinks otherwise is simply a believer in the, the, uh, the nonsense of big pharma, right? Yeah. If you haven't figured out that big pharma is not your friend, but one of your worst enemies, then you, you're not living in the real world. Okay. All right. So to start out for today, we have uh, an article talking about the differences between the books of Kings and the books of Chronicles. I'll turn it over to you, Dan. Okay. The title of this article is What's the Difference Between Kings and Chronicles? <clears throat> It is clear to even the casual reader that the books of 1st King, 1st and 2nd Kings share a great deal of similarities with the books of 1st and 2nd Chronicles. So much so, in fact, that some wonder why it is that we have both of these accounts of Israel's history in our Bibles. At first glance, it can seem as though the information is being repeated, but from a slightly different angle. And this is to some extent true. Roughly 50% of the material in Chronicles is covered elsewhere in the Old Testament. So why do we have both Kings and Chronicles in our Bibles? The answer lies in understanding the differences between these two histories of Israel. In order to account for these differences, we must first understand the date and setting of each of these books. Together with the books of Samuel, Kings was written around 550 to 560 B.C., during the Babylonian exile, while Chronicles was written after the exile was over, around 450 to 440 B.C., whereas Samuel kings slash kings addressed the hard-hearted Israelites, Israelites, <laughs> or, Judah, or Judahites, if we're talking only Judah. about the uh, captivity of the house of Judah, it would be Judahites, yeah. Yeah, experiencing exile and captivity. Chronicles seems to inspire hope and faith in God among those who are hurting after this spiritually devastating ordeal. Yeah, like we are hurting today, right? Are we not in captivity? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, our captivity is mystery, from Mystery Babylon. That's right. Exactly. <clears throat> and uh, nary a non-identity preacher even knows what Mystery Babylon is. That's how deeply we are in mental captivity. Back to you. Because they don't read the Bible. <laughs> That's right. No, they only, they only read the uh, the script given by their denomination. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like watching television. <laughs> yeah. He's a reporter for the denomination. That's all he is. I mean, you you, yeah. you go to a church and you probably, you may hear five Bible verses the entire time if you're lucky. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they just they they don't uh, read straight from the scriptures. Yeah, and anyway. then and, and then the sermon is filled with, oh, you gotta love Jesus. Jesus loves you, and you're gonna be raptured and all this garbage. Uh, re- really, how should we call this? Uh, you know. Lukewarm preaching? (laughs) Yeah. All right. Yeah. The fact that these two accounts of Israel's history are given to different audiences' accounts for the contrast between the two. While Samuel and Kings needed to show the people that the nation's troubles were the result of their sinful disobedience rather than God's abandonment of his people, Chronicles wanted to encourage the Israelites and help them turn back to worshiping Yahweh as the one true God. 
three distinctive three distinctives in Chronicles help show how it is different than Samuel slash Kings, a focus on David and Solomon. The Chronicler focuses heavily on David and Solomon to the tune of 29 chapters. When discussing these rulers, the spotlight is on their triumphs rather than their respective failures of adultery and idolatry. Though Chronicles does not whitewash history, it does deal more favorably with many of the kings of Israel. For instance, the wicked king Manasseh is described as an evil king in both 2 Kings chapter 21 and 2 Chronicles chapter 33. <clears throat> but only Chronicles mentions his repentance and return to God. Okay, very interesting. Fo- okay. Yeah. <clears throat> a, a focus on Judah. A second distinctive is that the chronicler focuses primarily on the kings of Judah, the house of David, rather than the kings of Israel. Remember, the kingdoms were divided after the death of Solomon. When the kings of Israel, the northern kingdom, are mentioned, it is because it has a direct connection to the narrative related to the exploits of Judah in the south. While it does not ignore the northern kingdom and the complex issues associated with it, the book of Chronicles sees Judah as the center of God's work among his people. Okay, and we saw... Uh, that the wars between the Israelites and the Judahites were frequent, right? And so we're getting yeah. we're getting both sides of the story from the south in Judah and from the north in uh, Israel. Okay, and the final uh, difference is a focus on restoration. Lastly, whereas Samuel and Kings acknowledges that God dealt with the wickedness of Israel's kings by punishing even their descendants, Chronicles focuses on God's dealing with obedient and disobedient kings within their own lifetime. The overall purpose of Chronicles was not to browbeat an already dejected Israel, but to lift them up and point them back to God. This is why it is fitting that the book of Chronicles is the final book in the Hebrew Bible, or Tanakh. By demonstrating for them how God is in control, the author of Chronicles seeks to inspire a return to proper worship and reverence for Yahweh. Oh, the wow. God of Israel. They mentioned the name of Yahweh. Very good. Yeah, he did previously, too. Oh, Back, and, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the second, second good time deal. he's done that. Yeah, excellent. <clears throat> while, there is more than, while there is more that can be said about the difference between the books of Kings and Chronicles, the obvious, the above distinctives reveal that the latter book is not redundant. When we read scripture, particularly the Old Testament, we must remember that while these books were written for us, they were not originally written to us. The original readers of these books would have been much better attuned to the differences in their content and in their purpose. As we read through the Bible, we will always benefit by trying to first understand what the text meant to the original audience before we try to understand how it applies to us today. Okay, very interesting. Well, okay, so... But uh, it's questionable how many Israelites and or Judahites ever had these records read to them. You know, uh, probably after the return from Babylon, the Judahites, they were read, the scriptures were read to them in the Aramaic language. To what extent they were read the books of Kings and Chronicles, we don't know. But uh, it could not have been very much, <laughs> right? Because then they had the period of the, the invasion by the Greeks and the invasion by the Romans. So 
there was so much you know, uh, trouble in those times that I doubt that many Israelites and or Judahites ever had much of the Old Testament read to them. Probably very little. Okay, so it's it was written for us. You know, for us people 3,500 <laughs> 3, years later, for us to understand so we, we can get ready for the second coming and the wedding feast of the Lamb. Uh, and certainly the house of Israel would not have heard any of this because they were in total uh, you know, re- rebellion in, uh, in Samaria and parts north. And it took, what, 1,500 years after crossing the Caucasus Mountains before those people began to be converted to Christianity. And when did they actually have the actual Bible uh, read to them? The Catholic Church forbade uh, Christian Israelites from reading the Bible. It was in Latin, right? And, (laughs) And that was only the language of the scribes, the Catholic priests. So our people have not had access to the Holy Scriptures in all that time. It's really only in the 20th century that we have a really good grasp, you know, with commentaries and and concordances and definitions of the Hebrew and Greek words that we can really grasp what the Bible is all about, right? So this is what is occurring today, especially here at Eurofolk Radio, that we're finally beginning to understand the Bible. And up till now, everybody believes total mythology about the Bible, and that's our purpose here is to get that straight. Well, for example, Dan and I were talking before the show about the fact that right now there's all kinds of videos on YouTube claiming that the blacks are the true Israelites. And a couple of these sites even have a white preacher <laughs> claiming that blacks are Israelites. And when when Paul and I started Eurofolk Radio, we were live on YouTube broadcasting video with a live streaming, uh, you know, a bit on the right. There was a window on the right. People would tune in and comment on our show. And that only lasted a couple of months because we did, Dan. We started out on video, live stream video. Mm-hmm. And, and that was quickly shut down. So here... Well, you know, people are claiming that the blacks are the Israelites, but nobody's shutting them down. Well, they're allowed to say those things. Yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, I guess the Jews aren't offended. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? But when we say the truth, namely that we Caucasians are the true Israelites, oh, they didn't wait very long to take us down. Right? And, mm-hmm. and they banned my personal YouTube channel. Uh, it's still available. Uh, you just go to youtube.com uh, forward slash Pastor Eli James, and you'll see all the videos I have there. But they're not for you. I can't, you have to know, I can't post anything publicly. I can only put it on that website and tell people to go there and look at it. You know, but they won't put it up publicly. So they won't give me a public forum. So anyway, that's where things are at, right? And so... Now you have all these people, white people, actually believing that the blacks are the real Hebrews, <laughs> right? Absolute nonsense, folks, but that's the state of the world today. Okay, so let's get into it. All right. First Chronicles, First, over to you. Chronicles. Yeah. Okay, do you want, um, do we want to go through, this is pretty redundant, the first okay. 
couple of chapters with these genealogies. I mean, I, I, we can go through them, but... Um, yeah, let's yeah. take a look. Uh, Zemarites, Asher. Yeah, actually, I think we should because uh, people need to know uh, the... It's important. Yeah, the offspring, the offsprings of our ancestors, yeah. And so there's okay. more places. Yeah, and I, I totally forgot that this is in First Chronicles. And, uh, you know, because this is kind of... At this point, it's ancient history because this is 450 B.C., right? And Abraham yeah. was like 2000 B.C., right? So this is 1,500 years old already. But it shows that the chroniclers want to preserve this information, right? For whom? <laughs> That's the important thing. All right. Take it. Okay. First Chronicles chapter 1. Adam, Sheth, or Seth, Enosh, Kenan, Mahalalil, Jared. Oh, you got, you got that perfect. All right. Okay. Jared. All right. Enoch. Enoch. I think that's supposed to be mm. Enoch. Or I guess yeah. they had they had different ways of of spelling these names. Yeah, um, I guess uh, I guess the uh, scribes of the house of Judah <laughs> had spelled it differently from the scribes of the house of Israel. All right. Yeah. Okay. Methuselah, Lamech. Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, the sons of Japheth, Gomer, and Magog, and Madai, and Javan, and Tubal, and Meshech, and Tyrus. Okay, so here, this, the, yeah, sorry, this becomes very important when you realize that Gomer, yeah. Magog, Madai, Javan, who was the uh, founding tribe of the Greeks, Tubal, and Meshech, and Tyrus, uh, is Tyrus Tyre in Palestine? Uh, Tyrus, be. son of Japheth. Could be, right? So, but all of these people, Japheth, Gomer, Magog, uh, not no, not so much Madai, but uh, Tubal and Meshech, there, that's the area where the Khazars sprang from, okay? Gog and Magog. And those are the people that uh, the book of Ezekiel condemns as being Gog and Magog. Not the Russians. We're talking about, and of course they had mixed their blood uh, with the, uh, the the Turks and the Mongols because the Mongols were expanding from the east and they, they drove these two tribes, Gomer, Magog, etc., uh, further west where they eventually mixed all together <laughs> and became known as the Khazars, right? So if you don't know that, that's because the Jews are trying to prevent you from knowing it. Okay, verse 6. Verse 6, and the sons of Gomer, Ashkenaz. Oh, there he is. Ashkenaz. There's Ashkenaz. Yep. He's a descendant of Japheth, not Shem, right? That's right. Right, they're not uh, the Jew people known as Jews today are not Semites. That's right. Okay, they are not descended from Shem. Verse seven, and the sons of Javan, Elisha, and Tarshish, Kittim, and Dodanim, the sons of Ham, Cush, and Mizraim, Put, and Canaan, and the sons of Cush, Seba, and Havilah, and Sapta, and Raama, and Sapteca. And the sons of Rayama, Sheba, and Dedan. And Cush begat Nimrod. Here's an important one. Right. He began to be mighty upon the earth. 
<clears throat> and Mizraim begat Ludim, and Anamim, and Lahabim, and Naphtuhim, and Pathru and Pathrusim, and Kasluhim, of whom came the Philistines, oh. and Capthorin. Okay. That's All right. So, uh, yeah, it is. It is. Okay. So we can check that uh, maybe on, on a future episode when we talk more about the Philistines. <laughs> but uh, here we see the word Cush. This creates so much confusion in the minds of Judeo-Christians because the descendants of Ham were as far east as Babylon, as far south as Sheba, and as far west as Egypt and uh, and Libya. Okay, so but when people use the word Cush, they automatically think of the African Cush, and they don't know anything about the uh, Arabian and Indian Cush because their pastors don't explain it. So they think that Moses married a a, a Cushite black woman. That's what they think he married. No, <laughs> he didn't even marry. Well, he was married to a Cushite. Uh, in, in Ethiopia, because <laughs> Pharaoh sent them to Ethiopia to take the reins of that country. But that woman, I can't remember her name now, uh, was, in fact, a Canaanite woman, and he refused to consummate the marriage. Right? That's what we're told in the book of Japheth, or Jasher, rather. And uh, so we see, well, okay, Moses refused to marry a Canaanite woman. Do you think he would refuse to marry a black woman? Most definitely. Most definitely, right. All right, so because they're not taught that there's three cushions being talked about here. And, of course, Sheba is where the queen of Sheba came from, who visited Solomon, right? And legend has mm -hmm. it they produced a child, but uh, they say they heard her there. <laughs> All right, back to you. The uh, woman you were thinking about that Moses married was Zipporah. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, yeah, he, Zipporah was a Midianite woman. She was actually right. a, a Shemite. She was a Shemite uh, through uh, Midian, through Midian. Right. But the, right. the Ethiopian woman, Canaanite woman that uh, Moses was forced to marry, uh, her name I can't think of. It's some, oh, okay. some kind of odd name. Anyway, okay. But she was only that by geographical. Right, by yeah. Geography. yeah. Not by race. Yeah, well, yeah, well, by race, according to the book of Jasher, she was a Canaanite woman, to, because uh, there was a while that you know the Egyptians ruled over the Canaanites for a very, very long time. They were a tributary to the Egyptians. So at some point, a Canaanite woman must have married an Egyptian king or you know sub king uh, who, when they controlled Ethiopia. And then when he died, Moses was sent down to, you know, be her husband. So that's how that transpired. But that's the African Kush. And uh, very, very few, because you know, they're, they're pushing the that the Bible permits race mixing. So that's why they only... It absolutely uh, does not permit race mixing. That's right. But that's why they're pushing the African Kush only, <laughs> right? Okay. Mm -hmm. that, so that's the agenda of the Judeo churches. All right, back to you. All right, uh, verse 13. And Canaan begat Zidon, his firstborn, and Heth, the Jebusite also, and the Amorite, and the Girgashite, and the Hivite, and the Archite, and the Sinite, and the Arvidite, and the Zimorite, 
and the Hamathite, the sons of Shem, Elam, and Asher, and Arphaxad, and Lud, and Aram, and Uz, and Hul, and Gether, and Meshech. And Arphaxad begat Shelah, and Shelah begat Eber. And unto Eber were born two sons. The name of the one was Peleg, because in his days the earth was divided, and his brother's name was Joktan. And Joktan begat Almadad, and Sheleth, and Hazavarmeth, and Jerah, Adoram also, and Uzal, and Dekla, and Ebal, and Abimael, and Sheba. Okay, so there's, Ophir, another, there's another Sheba there. Okay, uh, a quick comment here. And Canaan begat Zidon. Okay, that's the ter- a territory where Tyre sprang up from. Okay, so it's possible, even though they were begotten from Canaan, although there's no record of Canaan marrying a true, uh, well, he could have married a, a Hamite woman. It's not recorded in uh, in Scripture. But uh, everything the Scripture tells us about Canaan is that he intermarried with the uh, descendants of the uh, the people of Canaan land, you know, which were all the evil tribes, and they just uh, he intermarried with those people. But uh, here, this is absolute proof that uh, Hebrew, the language of Hebrew, preceded the language of Phoenician, because here we see obviously these people were speaking Hebrew well before the creation of Tyre, right? And, and even the, the Canaanites would have been speaking Hebrew, just as Ham, Shem, and Japheth were. All right, back to you. Verse 23, And Ophir and Havilah and Jobab, all these were the sons of Joktan, Shem, Arphaxad, Shelah, Eber, Peleg, Ru, Sarug, Nahor, Terah, Abram, the same as Abraham, <clears throat> the sons of Abraham, Isaac and Ishmael. These are their generations. The firstborn of Ishmael, Nebaioth, then Kedar, and Abdil, and Mibsam, Mishma and Duma, Massa, Hadad, and Tima, Jetur, Nephish, and Kadima. These are the sons of Ishmael. Now the sons of Keturah, Abraham's concubine. She bears Zimran and Jokshan and Medan and Median and Ishbak and Shua and the sons of Jokshan, Sheba and Dedan <clears throat> and the sons of Median, Ephah and Epher and Henoch and Abida and Eldaah. The, all these are the sons of Keturah. And Abraham begat Isaac, the sons of Isaac, Esau and Israel or Jacob. Yeah. The sons of Esau, Eliphaz, Reuel, and Jeush, and Jaalam, and Korah. Okay, so uh, very important for all readers to realize that there's two rules, okay? Uh, Not just one. So uh, Reuel is an Edomite, this rule. But the the father-in-law of uh, Moses, he was also called Reuel. All right, but whether that's his actual name or just a title is up for debate, right? So don't get these two mixed up. <laughs> All right, back to you. Verse 36. 
the sons of Eliphaz, Teman and Omar, Zephi and Gatam, Kenaz and Timnah and Amalek, the sons of Ruel, Nahath, Zerah, Shammah and Mizah, and the sons of Seir, Lotan and Chobal and Zibion and Ana and Dashan and Ezer and Dishan, and the sons of Lotan, Hori and Homam, and Timnah was Lotan's sister. The sons of Shobal, Alion and Manahath and Ebal, Shephi and Onam, and the sons of Zibion, Aya and Ana, and the, the sons of Ana, Dishan, and the sons of Dishan, Amram and Eshban, and Ithran and Chiran, the sons of Ezer, Bilhan and Zavan and Jacan, the sons of Dishan, Uz and Aaron. <clears throat> now these are the kings that reigned in the land of Edom before any king reigned over the children of Israel. Bela, the son of Beor, and the name of his city was Dinhaba. And when Bela was dead, Jobab, the son of Zerah of Basra, reigned in his stead. And when Jobab was dead, Husham, the land of the Temanites, reigned in his stead. And when Husham was dead, Hadad, the son of Bedad, which smote Median in the field of Moab, reigned in his stead. And the name of his city was Avith. And when Hadad was dead, Samla of Masreka reigned in his stead. And when Samla was dead, Shal of Rehoboth by the river reigned in his stead. And when Shal was dead, Baal-Hanan, the son of Akbor, reigned in his stead. And when Baal-Hanan was dead, Hadad reigned in his stead. And the name of his city was Pi. And his wife's name was Mehetabel, the daughter of Matred, the daughter of Mizahab. Hadad died also. And the dukes of Edom were Duke Timnah, Duke Aliah, Duke Jetheth, Duke Aholamama, Duke Elah, Duke Pinan, Duke Kenaz, Duke Teman, Duke Mibzar, Duke Magdiel, Duke Iram. These are the dukes of Edom. <clears throat> End of okay. chapter 1. Okay, so all of these people, except for the descendants of Canaan, because we know that Canaan intermarried with the people called, well, they were called Kenites before uh, Canaan married into them. And these are the children of Cain. And whatever fallen ones migrated, and the Nephilim, the sons of the fallen ones known as giants, were already living there, right? such as Goliath. So all of these people would have been pure-blooded, white Aryans except for the descendants of Canaan. Canaan himself was white and Esau himself was also white. But they both married into the Kenite tribes uh, which are of mixed blood. All right? So it's important to realize all of these things and uh, that's why these records were kept. Now, it would have been nice if the chronicler would have said all of these uh, uh, descendants of Canaan were were mamzers, <laughs> right? It would have been nice if he had just said that, right? But he didn't. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay, back to you. Chapter 2. These are the sons of Israel, or Jacob, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Ishakar, and Zebulun, Dan, Joseph, 
Benjamin, Naphtali, Gad, and Asher, the sons of Judah, Ur and Onan, and Shelah, which three were born unto him of the daughter of Shua the Canaanitess. And Ur, the firstborn of Judah, was evil in the sight of Yahweh, and he slew him. And Tamar, his daughter-in-law, bare him Perez and Zerah. All the sons of Judah were five. The sons of Perez, Hezron and Hamul. And the sons of Zerah, Zimri and Ethan, and Heman and Calcol and Dara, five of them in all. And the sons of Carmi, Akar, the troubler of Israel, who transgressed in the thing accursed. <clears throat> and the sons of Ethan, Azariah, the sons of Hezron, that were born unto him, Jeremiel and Ram and Chalubai. And Ram begat Amenadab, and Amenadab begat Nashon, prince of the children of Judah. And Nashon begat Salma, and Salma begat Boaz, and Boaz begat Obed, and Obed begat Jesse. And Jesse began begat his firstborn Eliab, and Abinadab the second, and Shema the third, Nethaniel the fourth, Radai the fifth, Ozan the sixth, David the seventh, whose sisters were Zeruah and Abigail, and the sons of Zeruah, Abishai and Joab, and Asahel three, and Abigail bare Amasa, and the father of Amasa was Jether the Ishmaelite. And Caleb, the son of Hezron, begat children of Zuba, his wife, and of Jerioth. Her sons are these, Jeshur and Shobab and Ardon. And when Azuba was dead, Caleb took unto him Ephrath, which bare him her. And her begat Uri, and Uri begat Bezalel. <clears throat> and afterward, Hezron went into the daughter of Machir, the father of Gilead, whom he married when he was threescore years old, and she bare him Segub. And Segub begat Jair, who had three and twenty cities in the land of Gilead. And he took Jeshur and Aram with the towns of Jair from them, with Kenath and the towns thereof, even threescore cities. All these belonged to the sons of Machir, the father of Gilead. And after that, Hezron was dead in Caleb, in Caleb Prathra. <laughs> then Abiah, right. Hezron's wife, bare him Asher, the father of Tekoa. And the sons of Jeremiel, the firstborn of Hezron, were Ram, the firstborn, and Bunah, and Oren, and Ozim, and Ahiah. Jeremiel had also another wife, whose name was Atarah. She was the mother of Onam. And the sons of Ram, the firstborn of Jeremiel, were Maaz and Jamin and Eker. And the sons of Onam were Shammai and Jada. And the sons of Shammai, Nadab and Abishur. And the name of the wife of Abishur was Abihel, and she bare him Aban and Molid. And the sons of Nadab, Seled and Apam. But Seled died without children. And the sons of Apam, Ishai. And the sons of Ishai, Shishan. And the children of Shishan, Ali. And the sons of Jada, the brother of Shammai, Jether and Jonathan. 
and Jether died without children. And the sons of Jonathan, Peleth and Zaza, these were the sons of Jeremiel. Now Shishan had no sons but daughters. And Shishan had a servant, an Egyptian, whose name was Jarha. And Shishan gave his daughter to Jarha, his servant, to wife. And she bare him Atai. And Atai begat Nathan. And Nathan begat Zabad. And Zabad begat Ephlal. And Ephlal begat Obed. And Obed begat Jehu. And Jehu begat Azariah. And Azariah begat Helez. And Helez begat Elash. And Elasa, I'm sorry, begat Elasa, and Elasa begat Sisamai, and Sisamai begat Shalom, and Shalom begat Jechamiah, and Jechamiah begat Elishama. Now the sons of Caleb, the brother of Jeremiel, were Misha his firstborn, which was the father of Ziph, and the sons of Merishah, the father of Hebron. And the sons of Hebron, Korah, and Tapua, and Rechem, and Shema. And Shema begat Raham, the father of Jorcoam, and Rechem begat Shammai. And the son of Shammai was Maon, and Maon was the father of Bethser. And Ephah, Caleb's concubine, bare Haran, and Moza, and Gaziz. And Haran begat Gaziz. And the sons of Jadai, Regim and Jotham and Geshan and Pelet and Ephah and Shaath. Maacah, Caleb's concubine, bare Sheber and Terhana. She bare also Shaath, the father of Madmana, Sheva, the father of Macbena, and the father of Gibeah, and the daughter of Caleb was Aksa. These were the sons of Caleb, the son of Hur, the firstborn of Ephrathah. Shobal, the father of Kirthjath Jerim. Salma, the father of Bethlehem. Hareth, the father of Bethgadar. And Shobal, the father of Kirthjath Jerim, had sons, Haroah, and half of the Manahathites. And the families of Kirthjath Jerim, the Ithrites, and the Puhites, and the Shumathites, and the Mishraites, of them came the Zarathites and the Ishtulites. <laughs> the sons of Salma, Bethlehem, and the Netophathites, Adaroth, the house of Joab, and half of the Mahanathites, the Zorites. And the families of the scribes which dwelt at Jabez, the Terathites, the Shimeathites, and the Sukathites. These are the Kenites that came out of Hemath, the father of of the house of Rechab. Okay, so these Kenites are the uh, uh, metalsmiths. Okay, they're not the, the there are no uh, racial Kenites begotten by David. <laughs> okay, that's not possible. So uh, again, the, you have to clarify. This is where Strong's has failed to. And if you consult the uh, other. Concordances, you will find out that uh, another definition of the word Kenite is metalsmith. And it turns out that the Kenites in Genesis chapter 4, the descendants of Cain, were, uh, some of them were metalsmiths, okay, because they were the first ones to form the weapons of war. So the word Kenite here has two meanings, and it certainly doesn't mean descendant of Cain in this instance. But here, 
David has so many descendants, he could start his own country <laughs> with just yeah. with, with just his own descendants. Of course, he had eight wives, so uh, you could have a lot of descendants with eight wives. Oh, he's a Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> all, all right, okay, chapter three. Chapter three. Now these were the sons of David, which were born unto him in Hebron. The first born Amnon of of Ahinoam, the Jezreelitis, the second Daniel of Abigail, the Carmelitis, the third Absalom, Absalom, the son of Maacah, the daughter of Telmai, king of Geshur, the fourth, Adonai, the son of Haggith, the fifth, Sheftiah of Abital, of Abital, the sixth, Ithrium by Elga, his wife. These six were born unto him in Hebron, and there he reigned seven years and six months. And in Jerusalem he reigned thirty and three years. Now these were born unto him in Jerusalem, Shimea, Shobab, Nathan, and Solomon, four of Bathsheba, the daughter of Amiel, Ibhar also, and Elishama, and Eliphalet, and Noga, and Nepheg, and Japhiah. And Elishama and Eliada and Ephelet and Eliphelet nine. These were all the sons of David, besides the son of the con- sons of the concubines and Tamar their sister. <clears throat> and Solomon's son was Rehoboam, Abiah his son, Asa his son, Jehoshaphat his son, Joram his son, Ahaziah his son, Joash his son, Amaziah his son. Azariah his son, Jotham his son, Ahaz his son, Hezekiah his son, Manasseh his son, Amon his son, Josiah his son. And these and the sons of Joash, Josiah were the firstborn, Johanan, the second, Jehoiakim, the third, Zedekiah, the fourth, Shalom. And the sons of Jehoiakim, Jeconiah his son, Zedekiah his son, and the sons of Jeconiah, Asher, Salalathiel his son, Malchiram also, Padiah and Shenazar, Jechamiah, Hoshema, and Nedabiah. And the sons of Padiah were Zerubbabel and Shimei, and the sons of Zerubbabel, Meshalem and Hananiah, and Shelemeth their sister. Okay, all right. Hold, hold on, because uh, uh, yep. you read the name Bathsheba, and uh, it referenced her as being, I think, the mother of Solomon. So I'm just looking this up now. Is Bathsheba another version of Bathsheba? And I think so. It, yeah, it turns out that it is. Uh, Bathsheba biography. Bathsheba, also known as Bathsheba is a character that appears in the Hebrew Bible, 2 Samuel 11, uh, 12, 1 Kings 1 and 2, and now we're finding out in Chronicles as well. Uh, she is known to be Eli- Eliam's daughter. Bathsheba was initially the wife of Uriah. I'm not going to open it, but uh, so there's several other uh, sites here that say uh, Bathsheba and Bathsheba are the same person. Okay, back to you. Verse 20. And Hashabah and Ohel... And Barakiah, and Hasadiah, and Jusheb Heshed, five. And the sons of Hananiah, 
Pelatiah, and Jesiah, the sons of Rephiah, the sons of Arnan, the sons of Obadiah, the sons of Shechaniah, and the sons of Shechaniah, Shemaiah, and the sons of Shemaiah, Hattush, and Egil, and Bariah, and Neriah, and Shaphat, six. And the sons of Neriah, Ileoni, and Hezekiah, and Azrakam, three. And the sons of Eli-oni were Hodiah, and Eliashib, and Peliah, and Akub, and Johanan, and Deliah, and Anina, seven. Oh, okay, so he could start a, a second country with all of these descendants. <laughs> For real. <laughs> yeah, right? Okay, so apparently Bathsheba means daughter of prosperity, and Bathsheba means daughter of the oath. So uh, her name was changed from Bathsheba to Bathsheba. All right. Okay, we have about yeah. 10 minutes left, so I think we can, you know, depending on how long these chapters are. But uh, we're done, not done with the names yet. <laughs> Please continue. Chapter 4. The sons of Judah, Perez, Hezron, Carmi, and Hur, and Shobal, and Reiah, the son of Shobal, begat Jahath, and Jahath begat Ahumai, and Lahad. These are the families of the Zorathites. And these were of the father of Etam, Jezreel, and Ishma, and Idbash, and the name of their sister was Hazelel Pony. And Penuel, the father of Gedor, and Ezer, the father of Husha. These are the sons of Hur, the firstborn of Ephrath, Ephrata the father of Bethlehem. Uh-huh. And Asher, the father of Tekoa, had two wives, Hela and Naara. So and Naara uh, bare him. Yeah, so Ephrata was actually a person, okay? Not just the name of a town. Very good. <clears throat> and Naara bare him Ahuzam and Hefer and Tamini and Hayash Hashtari. These were the sons of Naara. And the sons of Hela were Zareth and Jezor and Ethnan. And Kaz begat Anub and Zobiba and the families of Aharhel, the son of Haram. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on God, on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. And Chelub, the brother of Shua, begat Meher, which was the father of Eshton. And Eshton begat Beth Rapa and Paseah. And Tehina, the father of Ernahash, these are the men of Rekah. And the sons of Kenaz, Othniel and Sariah, and the sons of Othniel, Hathath. And Meonathai begat Ophrah, and Sariah begat Oprah? Joab. Did he say Oprah? Oprah. <laughs> Oprah Windbag? Oh, no. <laughs> Let's okay. don't insert her in this. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Very good. And Sarai begat Joab, the father of the valley of Cherishim, for they were craftsmen. And the sons of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, Eru, Elah, and Naam, and the sons of Elah, even Kenaz, and the sons of Jahaliel, Ziph, and Zipha, and Tyria, and Asareel. And the sons of Ezra were Jether, and Mered, and Ephor, and Jalon. And she bare Miriam, and Shammai, and Ishba, the father of Eshtemoah. And his wife, Jehudjah, bare Jared, (laughs) the father of Gedor, and Heber, the father of Soko, Jekuthiel, the father of Zanoah, and these are the sons of Bithiah, the daughter of Pharaoh, which Mered took. Oh, okay. So she had to be, uh, she had to be white. Or, or yeah. Otherwise, this marriage would be problematic. And uh, so again, we see that the Israelite men can marry uh, women of, you know, uh, descendants of Noah without any problem, you know, in uh, in genealogy occurring. All right. So, uh, and then this Kenaz, and I just looked at the word Kenaz. It means hunter, the name of an Edomite, and of two Israelites. Again, people like to get these names confused. You have to be careful which tribe you're talking about, because uh, their uh, Edomites named, the one Edomite was named Kenaz also. All right, back to you. Verse 19. And the sons of his wife, Hodiah, the sister of Naham, the father of Kelah, the Garmite, and Eshtemoah, the Maacathite. And the sons of Shimon were Amnon and Rena and Ben-Hanan and Tylon. And the sons of Ishai were Zohath and Ben-Zohath. The sons of Shelah, the son of Judah, were Ur, the father of Lekah, and Laada, the father of Maresha. And these are the families of the house of them that wrought fine linen, of the house of Ashbeah, and Jochim, and the men of Chozebah, and Joash, and Seraph, who had the dominion in Moab, and Jashubilehim, and these are the ancient things, are ancient things. These were the potters and those that dwelt among plants and hedges. There they dwelt with the king for his work. <clears throat> And now the descendants of Simeon. Verse 24. The sons of Simeon were Nimuel and Jamin and Jareb and Zerah and Shal, Shalom his son, Mibsam his son, Mishma his son. And the sons of Mishma, Hamuel his son, Zachar his son, Shimi his son. And Shimi had 16 sons and six daughters. But his brethren had not many children, neither did all their family multiply like to the children of Judah. And they dwelt at Beersheba, and Moladah, and Hazarshuel, and Bilhah, and Ezem, and at Tolad, and at Bethuel, and at Hormah, and at Ziklag, and at Beth Markaboth, and Hazar Susim, and at Beth Barai, and at Shearam, these were the cities unto the reign of David. And their villages were Etam and Ain and Rimon 
and Token and Ashen, five cities, and all their villages that were round about the same cities unto Baal. These were their in their habitations and their genealogy. And Meshobab and Jamlech and Josha, the son of Amaziah, and Joel and Jehu, the son of Joshabiah, the son of Sariah, the son of Asiel, and Eliam and Jacobath and Jeshoniah and Asiah and Adiel and Jesamel and Benina. And Ziza, the son of Shiphi, the son of Alon, the son of Jediah, the son of Shimri, the son of Shemiah. These mentioned by their names were princes in their families, and the house of their fathers increased greatly. And they went to the entrance of Gedor, even unto the east side of the valley, to seek pasture, pasture for their flocks. And they found fat pasture and good, and the land was wide and quiet and peaceable, for they of Ham had dwelt there of old. And these written by name came in the days of Hezekiah, of king of Judah, and smote their tents and the habitations that were found there, and destroyed them utterly unto this day, and dwelt in their rooms, because there was pasture there for their flocks. Okay, I guess and he's talking talk about driving out the Hamites. Okay, all right, we have a few seconds left. I think we'll get it all in. Okay, and some of them, even of the sons of Simeon, 500 men, went to Mount Seir, having for their captains Pelatiah and Neriah and Raphiah and Uziel, the sons of Ishi. And they smote the rest of the Amalekites that were escaped and dwelt there unto this day. All right, smiting the Amalekites, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the house of their fathers increased greatly, indeed. <laughs> okay, that's three and countries. I will, of, I will be out of town next weekend, so okay. it will be the next weekend after that for me. Very good, I'll plan accordingly. All right, folks, thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition. It was worth it, <laughs> going through all these names. <laughs> all right, then, take care. Okay, and, thank you. Yeah, t- and Yahweh bless everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.